You're listening to Cam's Talk, a podcast brought to you by the service users and professionals from East London NHS Foundation Trust. A podcast where you can hear us discuss, debate and challenge issues around child and adolescent mental health in the UK. So, good afternoon. Um, We are here today talking about the new Bedford Borough Local Offer website. Going to do a round of introductions so we know who's in the room. My name's Nikki Scott. I'm the service user participation lead for CAMS Bedfordshire and Luton. Hiya, I'm Lucy. I'm a CAMS service user. Hi, I'm Saoirse Lachlan. I am the local offer officer for Bedford Borough. Hi, Chris Morris. I'm the manager for the SEND programme in Bedford Borough. Hi, I'm Maddie. I'm a service user at CAMS. Hi, I'm Jay, and I'm a service user at Bedford CAMS. So, as I say, we're here to talk about the local offer and I'm wondering if all of you actually know what the local offer is. So, should we have a round of questions? Okay, so um, this is quite a broad question, but what is the local offer? The local offer comes from the Children and Families Act of 2014 and from that act, each local authority, so Bedford Borough, has to have a local offer which comprises of all the services that are available for children and young people with special educational needs, SEND, and or a disability from 0 to 25. So that's what we are, that's what we've started. Um, We now have 450 services on the new website, as there was one previously, but we've upgraded and we're starting again. And... Um, if any listener or anyone around the table knows of a service that they'd like to add to the local offer, they can either drop me an email at local.offer at bedford.gov.uk or um, use, use the Twitter handle or the Facebook page. Because we only know what you know. We're, we, we want to grow this service. It's, it's, it, that's what it's all about. I think the, the spirit of the of the act when it came in was around, it talks around things such as directory. So it is a directory of, of services, but it's, it's we're trying to make it so much more than that. Um, simply just having a list of services um, is, is useful and has certainly been found to be useful. People have found clubs and activities they weren't aware of. But um, also on the local offer, you'll be able to find things such as um, guidance and help and advice and guidance around what to do um, in the local area. It has all of our strategies and documents on there, but much more exciting than that, we have like a what's on section. So you can check on the calendar and see if there's any events coming up. You can click on a certain date and you'll be able to see if there's any parenting sessions on at that time, if there's any you know activities, if the Open Access Youth Club is open, all those different things. We're trying to make it as... Um, as up to date and living and breathing, a place that you want to kind of go on, not just go and hang on. I want, I want to use it as reference. I need to check it out. It should be a case that we should repeatedly come back to. So one of the things that we are um, really keen to do is to be directed by service users, by children, and young people, to by parents and carers, and saying what what else would you want it to be. So if it's going to be as useful as it is, it's around actually people telling us what would be helpful rather than me just making an assumption and saying, oh, that looks really good and really pretty um, or that I'm sure that would be useful and no one actually else doing it. It's important, actually, the people that are going to use it. So one of the things we're working with our parents around is certainly on their journey, what would they what did they have to Google? What did they have to search for? What did they find out after one or two years that they wish they knew at the beginning? And that's the information we should have on our local offer at the beginning. Mm. It shouldn't be a case of you 
having to stumble across something. You should be able to go to one place, find in something in a keyword, search for something, and then be able to see what's available locally um, and be able to go to those follow those links. So that's effectively what it should be. It's you know it, it's very clear on what it needs to be in by law, but we're more we're more important in making it actually what people tell us they want it to be. We need to make sure that we're we're doing everything we can to make it make it so. Hi, so I'm Lucy, and before our meeting last week, I didn't even know what the local offer was, which was surprising considering I have quite a lot of experience in special educational needs within my family and friends and extended family as well. So I was wondering, how do you plan on promoting the the, um, local offer to people who particularly wouldn't normally be involved in that kind of thing? So um, firstly, I mean, sadly, Lucy, your story is not that uncommon. I think one of the things that we have found is that there's lots of people who still have yet to hear about what a local offer is. Um, And one of the things that is imperative for us is that we actually go out and make sure that as many people as can possibly hear about the local offer. So we're doing things such as today. This is a fantastic opportunity. So thank you to invite us in to talk about it. We have posters. We have a social media account. We have a Facebook account that Sorsha does a great job um, on and a Twitter account. And young people have been very clear in telling us we need to get an Instagram account. So we are working on that. Um, that is testing us to the limit of our of our social media capabilities. But we need to make sure that we know that social media is something that lots of people access. We need to make sure that our schools are promoting this as well. So we've got poster campaigns out to um, all of our schools. But it's it's an ongoing work in progress. We know that just simply having the posters and the um, and the adverts and the different things that we're doing, so pushing adverts on Facebook, it's word of mouth is, is something that's really powerful as well. So as many people who go on there and have a good experience, we want them to tell everyone. And if you know anyone, certainly with special educational needs or disabilities or children or young people um, with any additional needs, certainly get them to have a look and tell us what they like about it. Is there anything I've missed, Sorsha, in terms of advertising? Um, No, I think um, we're also, we're looking at, we've started an outreach programme. We were at the Health Watch event last week. Um, Today I was at a professional's early help and health event. So I think, yeah, that's all that I'd add. We're getting everywhere and anywhere. Nice. So, Jay, I know that you were involved pretty much from the beginning, weren't you? Can you tell us a bit about how you were involved in um, helping Bepper Borough? Yeah, um, along with some other young people, I was involved in um, a big meeting where we just discussed, we looked at other um, local offers from around the country and just picked out what we liked about them and what we didn't like so we could develop the service into something that we would like here in Bedford. Um, why did you feel it was important to have young people involved in this? Well, I mean, I could tell a very real example from that particular session. Um, as is always the case, you do a little bit of research before um, looking around. And when we were identifying other sites that we quite liked the look of, we found another local authority site, which shall remain nameless, um, <laughs> which we thought was quite good. And we were already starting to think about, oh, well, let's get in contact with their web designer team. Let's find out what it was. And then we tested it with the children and young people who came to the sessions and Jay being one of them. Um, 
who proceeded to tell us in no uncertain terms just how rubbish it was <laughs> and just why it didn't work and why the links didn't work and how frustrating it was to click on here and actually the text doesn't work over this bit and I couldn't find what I was looking for and a different local authority's local offer who we thought was still quite good but we, we weren't even as far advanced was the one that they really pointed us to. So in the very is simplistic terms it saved us tens of thousands of pounds of wasted mm. money in going down a line and creating something that actually young people themselves would have told us is rubbish but um and that's why it's so important right from the start of a project to actually speak to young people speak to the people who are going to be using that service and find out what they think because as you say it saved you it saved you money but it also saved you developing something that wasn't like young person friendly um we're quite good at that here at CAMS, aren't we? <laughs> Asking for your feedback and yeah. um, getting told in no uncertain terms how rubbish a leaflet looks or how rubbish this looks and then completely redesigning it. Yeah, it, it, makes, it, makes, it makes no sense to, to go down a line of, of investing something and then going, oh, and now we're going to speak to the people who are going to use it. It just doesn't, it doesn't compute and it happens way too often. Um, whereas if you can kind of get that co-production right at the heart of it and effectively say, right, blank piece of paper, our last local offer, let's not, you know, let's not skirt around the bush, was rubbish in terms of it didn't work for what it needed to do. So rather than just trying our best to try and make it fit and just get a little bit better, let's start with a blank piece of paper. Let's speak to children and young people. Let's speak to parents and carers. Let's speak to health professionals and mm. education professionals. Who are, who are going to be using this day in day out, and let's start from there as our as our grounding. Now we haven't got that perfect. We have had some young people who, if they listen to this, I'm sure will tell me that we still have not got a chat bot. There's one particular young man who is adamant that that's what we need, and we're working on those things. But it's in effect as as long as we can get as many things as we can do that that make it work. But again, without wanting to be too cheesy, um, which I kind of know to be, it's, it's, it's our local offer in terms of it's, yes, the local authority has a duty to provide it, but effectively it should be, you know, hopefully created with young people and with parents and carers in mind from the beginning. And then we collectively, if we have that, and that's going to make it go a lot further. You know, I, I doubt I'd be invited here today um, to talk to, you know, cam service users and things like that about a local offer that you guys have no involvement in before. And actually we get much more um, outcome if we kind of shared ownership of this as a project. So I know um, you were all in the meeting last week, actually, that one of the things that you're looking to do is get ongoing feedback, isn't it, from um, from our young people. So um, Lucy, were you, you were here in the meeting last week where Chris came mm -hmm. along and ask for some feedback yeah why did you did, how how does it make you feel to be asked to be involved in things like that do you why is it important to you that you get a say well I've been really impressed from the beginning about how much I've been involved um so particularly with this as well it's nice to see it on a bigger level throughout the local authority and stuff like that rather than just within cams I remember the very first meeting I came to the service user group I just felt so important and I wasn't expecting that because I knew it wasn't like a tick box novelty but I still was surprised at how much our opinions were valued which was really good for self-esteem and stuff like that which we do a lot about here at CAMS so it's just nice to be involved and it gives a lot more sincerity to the like project as a general thing. Brilliant. 
Maddie, any comments about the the what you thought about the local offer website and, and any ideas that you thought might be good for development or um so I thought that for me it was e- really easy to access and to find what I was looking for and stuff and the only the only things that they weren't necessarily a negative but we gave more feedback about what should be on there and how we think it could be advertised but other than that I found it really simple and yeah and that that was just easy because it could be a quick thing when you're looking for something or trying to find information about something so yeah I thought it was great what I was really impressed with was the fact that actually, as you guys were all speaking, as you were giving your feedback, Chris was there on his laptop, literally rewriting it and and taking on board what you said. So actually to, to see, you know, that's a, that's a really immediate, you said we did initiative, isn't it? To actually, you know, be in the room and see that, you know, people are actually listening yeah I think it's really important to see that progress because well what you said earlier about how people shouldn't have to stumble across services they should be able to find them and be you know not have to feel that they have to search everywhere to find what they need they deserve that help so for example um my mum runs a charity in Luton called Families United Network and she's often said to me if she'd have had the support that they give to families with my brother, who has a lot of kind of um, special needs like autism and things like that, um, her life would have been so much easier with the amount of care they provide. So I think even if your local offer gets out to one person without having to scramble around in the dark, that can turn around an entire family's world. 100%. I mean, we... um we had uh, a soft launch event, but it was quite, um, it was pretty cool. It was called Local Offer Live, and it was a um, way of bringing it together. So we had about um, about 30 different organizations, Sorsha, looking, Sorsha did an amazing job of organizing it, um, 30 different organizations together in a room, um, sort of like a marketplace that people could go around and find the different activities. But then the more fun part in the evening was we transformed King's House um, where it was taking place and actually then those services put on sort of taster sessions. So we had a whole inflatable room from SSG. We had a sensory room run mass- um, amazingly well by BDCPS. So um, shameless plug-in of local charities there. Um, <laughs> so, um, but it was it was brilliant. And that gave families and we opened up and families and young people came. And um, we had a particular mother there who came with, with two boys, both with different needs um who had always been told they couldn't access a football club or the football clubs they tried to access before they never played together or their needs were um such they couldn't be met and they met um the fantastic people there from lnd coaching who are disability football so and within five minutes the boys were playing football together in in king's house um and then they went and had a look at ssg and found that actually the holiday activities they do and the taste sessions they do offer children and she genuinely said this is you know this has been transformative for us i now have activities that we can do on the holidays I have a football club they can access every Saturday morning, you know, as a result of, and this is a mother who'd been looking for um, for events and a trial different things many different times. And I think that's that's where it's it's key of, it, it shouldn't take much in terms of pulling it together, but we do know that there is so much fantastic, fantastic um, work and support that's out there that we're just keen for people to tell us about it because we only know what we kind of know. But it is also free advertising in terms of if you want to get your numbers up, put your information on our local offer, as long as you are accessible. Um, Because that's the other key thing. We don't really want, 
to make sure that we you know, the services are on there and then families try and access them and it turns out actually no we can't um you know we we can't manage the, that child with that particular needs be quite upfront about what you can and can't support with so then parents have the opportunity to find clubs that are actually you know suitable be that a girl guide group for um you know children with you know, for girls with learning disabilities or additional needs we have that on our local offer and so i didn't know that was available before you know all the work that and sources there day in day out trying to find these activities and find these different clubs so if anyone's out there Mm -hmm. and they're running activities or running services um it just needs it's a a great place to advertise events groups and you're updating it constantly i'm presuming yeah i'm full-time based at borough hall so um i'm there I'm in, sorry, I'm there most days, um, but we have a phone number, we have an email account, we have the Facebook and the Twitter account. So if there's something you're looking for and you can't find it, just drop me an email and I'll okay. I'll I'll work my way around the council and cams and anyone else that I need to look for. Um, an example of this was back at the beginning of the summer, a parent rang me and they were taking a send child on a holiday through Gatwick, and they asked if there was anything that 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 was available at Gatwick for children with SEND. So I did a Google search, I rang, they actually have a special needs desk at Gatwick, got speaking to them, they told me they have have a sensory room that's available once you've checked in, you do need to book it three or four days in advance. And they told me about this wonderful lanyard scheme, which is the yellow lanyard scheme for children with hidden, children and adults with hidden disabilities that may just want people to be aware, but they don't want to discuss it or anything. So um, that's been trialled in Sainsbury's and Tesco's, unfortunately not locally yet, but you can get a lanyard at Luton Airport, Gatwick, Stansted, any of our big airports. And through the summer we had on the very front of the website, we had all the services available at each of the airports for send and the train station and it would go up again just before half term and stay up over half term again. I can tell you a little bit actually about the lanyard service because I remember my cousin, for example, he has autism, higher functioning than my brother, but still he has a lot of stress and anxiety and they had the lanyard scheme. I think it was Heathrow Airport they flew out from. And my aunt said it was the most amazing thing. He had this lanyard and he skipped to the front of security queues. Everyone was trained. Everyone was so aware. As soon as they saw his lanyard, (laughs) they let him know exactly what he needed to do. And it just smoothed things out. And often smoothing things doesn't seem like a big deal, but especially as a family going on holiday, you know. One of the most stressful environments, isn't it? The airport, the whole airport experience. Every bump you can remove from the road is just... It makes a huge difference and I know that as well because I've been on a lot of holidays with say my brother and stuff and you've got to be really really organized so the more and more you can make that difference it just it means the world to a lot of people. It's a sunflower lanyard isn't it? I said yellow earlier but it's a sunflower. I think so yeah. Yeah yeah. And I know um, I saw something actually on Twitter the other day about um, local uh, a local supermarket doing you know having a, an hour where they dedicate that to families um with autism so um is that the sort of thing that you would be advertising on your yeah uh, we have on our twitter account we've we've retweeted the and the national autism um page on there you can you can go in and look at your particular area. So for us, it's Bedford. And it will show you the services that during Autism Month, which is October, 
when they will have like Halifax and Debenhams in town, Sainsbury's and Tesco's are all having protected time where people can go in and the lights will be dimmed, there'll be no Tanai announcements and just allowing people to access local services that have autism. These things are really important because personally I was diagnosed with ASD at 15. So getting a later diagnosis than most, it's I wasn't really directed in the direction of anything. So knowing this kind of thing exists would have been really helpful back then and is now really in navigating these things. Things like travel. I've Previously, I've not been on a plane in years because it used to be so stressful now. But now I know that that option's open to me because these things are available. Mm. I think that's, to me, to me, that's the most important thing is around... Um, the more you know and the more people can you know can be aware of and the easier we can make that because in terms of too often it, it, it can be um you know life's life's pretty stressful um in terms of you know certainly um uh, if your parents will tell us as well having a, having a child with, with with special educational needs and in terms of that so quite often they having to navigate or having to put additional support in, in school or um, additional resources or accessing other services so then the, having the time to then google and search and do your own research is just you know it, it's it's putting a lot on families so the easier we can make that um, is it, and the easier we can sort of make it to the navigate the system I mean those examples are um, nearly every single day, we're we're discovering things. I mean, I'm um, I've been working in the in, in Bedford for quite a long time, and I'm still discovering more and more services that I think, oh, if only I knew that, or I could think back to families that I've supported in the past, and gone, you know, I wish I knew that then. Mm. And that's where I think, you know, so it's not just this is just as important. And I think clinicians tell us that all the time in terms of they wish they could direct people to certain places and go have a look on this for certain areas. Um, we've got some really powerful stories of um, a mother who was on the phone to someone from early help and on the whilst they were both on the phone together they were both on the local offer looking up services and going oh have you seen this there's this activity they could do or there's an autism screening in bedford in bedford city world that you can access yeah, I heard or, about that. that's um, amazing so you know and those are things that actually it, it makes frontline delivery of services easier as well as it does for because it's instant information yeah. and if and so if i know cams obviously we've got a lot of our information you on do. there about um the services that we run but we're also um we're able to actually keep that information up to date aren't we so organizations can can actually update their own information on the local offer website is that right Sorsha? yeah yeah um when you if you're an organisation and it's new, um, we have a guide that you can, if you email, if you ring me or email me, we can send that out or we can talk you through it over the phone. Um, once you've registered, which takes about half an hour, maybe at the very most, and that's where you put your information on and everything, then um, the page comes through to myself or Chris and we'll approve it. And then, like you say, Nikki, it's you, then you have the ability to update. Um, I had a school on the phone this morning who'd sent that page in and they were like, oh, can we, and I was like, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll approve it now. And they were updating it later on that afternoon. So schools can put details about open evenings. Mm -hmm. We, we're advertising things like uh, this podcast, obviously. Um, We've got all of our films that we've made with our young people about mental health. So it's not, it's not just, I think you raised the point earlier, Lucy, before we started recording, (laughs) but we were talking about it. It's not just, special educational needs is it we're actually you know obviously promoting mental health services as well yeah which is good because there's actually a lot of crossover between those kind of things as well so I think it's important to cover as much ground as you can definitely I mean um the the users um scam service user films are all on there 
Um, and that was something that young people in, I'd met with another group of young people um, who told me that certainly young people with moderate learning difficulties, um, accessing information just in dense text just didn't work for them. Um, they wanted information and content to be there um, in video format. And I went, ah, oh, Jane, just the group um, <laughs> who to contact around that. Um, so, and obviously we're really fortunate in, in, in this local area and across, across Bedfordshire with this group to be able to be able to go, oh, well, we'll just pull those information on there. But um, the key thing then is also around making sure that it's it's easy to find. So one of the things that I think I really appreciated the time last week when, when we all met was going through the keyword search fu- functions mm. because actually just going through and making sure that anything that a young person might search for pulls them into the right direction. So, um, and just picking up on Lucy's point, we the local offer should work for all in terms of, you know, it it, it should work for all. And yes, we have a, a duty to make sure that it's up to date, especially for those with special educational needs and or disability. Um, and that is our focus. But if we're promoting inclusive groups and activities, and some of them, yes, may have, um, you need to have certain needs to access those certain groups, but it should be a case of you should be able to go there and you should hopefully find something that you you know that would be be helpful all of our early help services for families are on there um there's a list of information around social care and different types of support that you can access through children's services there's information about thresholds around you know where and where to go for different things how to access early help um so i mean all of that is is as relevant for for families with or without special educational needs or disabilities it just means that you know our, our main focus is those um also those families we know that with children with special education needs or disabilities or families with children who need who are needing to access maybe specialist services or additional services that's where we kind of want them to be looking at our local offer because we also want them to be able to go actually you know i want to go to one place and i want to find be able to find Mm. some services that i can do and obviously making sure that we are then linking to the right people so we have a section yes on cams and some information very brief sort of information but we then have your website so you can actually go and find out much more information. So there's there. links to all of the organisation's websites. It provides you with all the contact details. And um, I'm right in thinking that, that it, you can um, access all of this information in how many languages? Lot. However many as Google Translate allows wow. us to. So um, we think nearly all. Um, but that is also something. So it, our accessibility of our website is something that we are constantly working and on towards we're quite pleased that you can translate it um to lots of different languages and that you can also enlarge the text or make the text smaller or change it to different colors depending on um whether people are you know sort of colorblind or find it easier to read text in certain things um but we do know we don't currently have text to speak um in language or we could make it slightly easier so we are constantly working with our developers to see whether or not we can make it even more accessible um, because obviously for the very nature of the website, we want it to be able to be accessed by all, which is one of the things why some of the young people that we're, we're going and testing it with and some of our testers when before we did it were those with education, health and care plans, mm-hmm. those who are in some of our um, further education provisions to make sure that they are able to navigate around it because, again, it's no point having a website that um, those that's very much for can't even access itself. So, so if anyone that's listening to this podcast um, then um, goes on to your website and has any ideas, they can they can give you some feedback, can they? Yes, please. Yeah. Um, we're totally open to any feedback. Um, it it doesn't always have to be good because 
if people don't tell us that something's wrong or if they don't feel we're not gonna know. We're not gonna know. So, so there's a feedback option on, mm-hmm. on the website. Is it quite, yeah, there's cont- a contact us. Yeah. Brilliant. Section, yeah, that they can just fill out and that'll come through to us. And, then, and you're really and, active on Twitter, yeah. aren't you? Sorry, just going back to Sorry. That. And then being open and transparent, we will then we will we'll then add that to the you said we did section. Okay. <laughs> so you anybody can see the feedback that's yeah. been received. So can you just tell us again then your the Twitter name? Um so presumably people it's, can follow you on it that. Is at Bedford Local Off one so at bedford local of one okay and the website address is www.localoffer.bedford.gov.uk all lowercase lovely any other questions guys no. well thank oh sorry <laughs> it's not a question but i just wanted to say one more thing because I guess it's a good way to kind of conclude because knowledge is power and it's almost exciting in a way when you think about how many different services there are out there, Mm. how many different opportunities there are for every single person. And on like my journey as well, that's been really important to me. So I didn't even know this existed until my CBT therapist told me about it. And this has been a really positive thing for me. So it's just it's it's really, really important. You can't really stress how important it is to make this it's accessible to people certainly i think um one of the things again we we know that for the services that we've got on there there are still plenty that aren't on there so please 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 do tell us if there is any services that you are accessing that you feel should be on the local offer and more people should be aware of and that we don't know but also just as importantly if this is working properly it should inform our commissioning so it should also inform if people are consistently searching for a service and it's not coming up that's telling us there's a gap in our local area so if you're looking for some support and it's not available and you've contacted our local offer officer and sources had a look and she says it's not available that gets fed back in to um, us as commissioners to say do you know what people are asking us for um, further support around and it could be mm-hmm. um, something else that we had there I know for parents in terms of if we were talking about three or four months ago they would have said sensory processing needs is something that was they were telling us there was a gap for they were searching for information locally so we've as a result been able to look at that and commissioning further parent sessions um, as a direct result of what people are searching for the local offer again as I said needs to be a living breathing it's not just a directory it's a case of you know tell us if there's stuff that's not on there ask us if you think there should be information tell us if you think there's a service that is needed in the local area um we really 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 do want to hear from people um because again this is a this is a service for the local area um and hopefully is going to be continually um evolved so we we're meeting with young people three or four times throughout the year we're meeting with parents every three or four times a year there's there's opportunities for people to feed back to us consistently and constantly really okay that's absolutely fantastic thank you so much for taking the time to to come along and um to chat with us today um and yeah just a plea for everybody out there then identify the gaps in the service if you feel there are any or if you'd like to promote your own service for children young people and families then get in touch with Saoirse and Chris at Bedford Borough thank you thank you everyone for the opportunity thanks you've been listening to Cams Talk a podcast brought to you by the Luton and Bedford Cams team and the Luton and Bedford Service User Participation Group 
If you'd like to hear more from us, just go over to camstalk.com and subscribe. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any of the other platforms that you're using. Once you've subscribed, you'll get notification on your device every time we release a new episode. If you want to comment or share your views, you can contact us on Twitter using at camstalk, or you can send us an email using info at camstalk.com. One last thing before we go. Don't forget to use the hashtag camstalkpodcast whenever you comment on social media. We'll speak to you soon.